But you might be wondering, as I did, why was Daniel not mentioned? I mean, why, why, why was it these three? Where was Daniel at? Why wasn't Daniel mentioned as one of those that didn't bow down? Well, let's continue. Key point number two is this. The idea of the end justifies the means is a tactic and lie from Satan himself. Let's pick up Daniel 3, verse 8. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. They spoke and said to the king of Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, many theologians, my, myself would be included here, see a parallel of these events and the end times tribulation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are believed to represent the 144,000 Jews who will spread the gospel during the seven years of tribulation. The fiery furnace that was turned up seven times hotter than ever before is a picture of seven years of tribulation where things are hotter, more difficult, more challenging than they ever have been before. But Daniel is conspicuously absent. Those of us who adhere to this, this type of interpretation would suggest that Daniel is a picture of the church that has already been raptured. But why is Daniel not mentioned? What actually happened? Why wasn't Daniel there? Well, I think the simple answer to it is this, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were targeted. There were others who wouldn't bow. Certainly Daniel would not have bowed. But they were concerned over what the scriptures say here as certain Jews, ones that had been given authority over the affairs of the province of Babylon. They were the ones that were targeted. There were probably others that didn't bow down, but it did not matter because those people didn't have the political clout. They didn't have the influence that these three men did. These three had a political influence that was, in, that was impacting the Chaldeans. And the Chaldeans were not happy with it, and they're coming forward and they're saying, okay, we're, we're not going to deal with this, we're, or we are going to deal with this. We're going we're to see if we can eliminate these three guys. So these three were given authority over the affairs of province of Babylon, and they were specifically targeted. As I said earlier, there's a parallel in that chiastic structure. Daniel chapter 3, Daniel chapter 6. When we pick up in Daniel chapter 6, we see another narrative taking place. Daniel's life, in which Daniel was this time the target. Listen to Daniel 6, verse 1 and following. It pleased Darius. All right, we got to stop there, right? Who's Darius? All right, uh, we went from King Nebuchadnezzar to who's this, who's this Darius guy? Uh, if you remember the, at the beginning, we talked about 
how uh, there are going to be four kingdoms, and ultimately the kingdom of God is coming. And the first kingdom is going to be the king of Babylon, it's King Nebuchadnezzar, but he's going to be replaced. And he's going to be replaced by a kingdom that is what? Is the chest and arms which of silver. Now, a lot of people... Uh, a lot of people look to that, and uh, this is uniform uh, agreement that that is a picture of the Medo-Persian Empire, those that, that, that followed Nebuchadnezzar. So you have Darius the Mede, and you have Cyrus the Persian. Some people believe it's one and the same person. Uh, it's, it's really unclear, it's uncertain. Regardless of whether Darius and Cyrus are the same person or not, it's unclear, uh, but uh, we'll continue regardless. This is going to be that second kingdom, and Daniel is seeing part of that as well. So it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give an account to them, so that the king would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault, because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then these men said, We shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So are you seeing the parallels here? Both Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, why are those the only three that were, that were thrown into the fiery furnace? It wasn't because they were the only ones. They were targeted. They were specifically targeted. Why was Daniel thrown into the lion's den? He was targeted. Why were they targeted? Because the kings had appointed them with authority politically over these people, and they were frustrated with it. And they didn't want to deal with it. So if you think that this type of behavior is unique to American politics, it's been around for a long, long time. In fact, when a person says the phrase, the end justifies the means, what they're saying is that if the end result is noble enough, that it will justify whatever measures are taken to achieve that goal. So if your goal is to save lives, then it's okay to lie and steal and cheat in order to accomplish the goal. Now, to be clear, God will use difficult circumstances that will result in his glory. But God does not lie. God does not cheat to accomplish his purposes. Likewise, as his followers, God will never command us to lie or cheat to accomplish his purposes. Instead, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 remind us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding and in all our ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our paths. But there are some who would lie and cheat to get to the outcome that they desire. Now, to be clear, this is not a political party problem. This is not a problem with one particular political party. It's a human condition problem. It's a sin problem. 